1: Win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe
2: to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: little philly break your heart is that what you were gonna say <laughs> i wasn't because we were doing a podcast you said what happened little fella then you hit, you hit the stupid music button did you actually <laughs> have something you wanted to talk about no i was that in the middle you, you heard the thump the t- that me typing was me trying to do some work listen when the music
0: plays everything drops podcast starts you know that you know the rules how are you
2: welcome back no um, okay a- <laughs> absolutely not i'm here for chit chat the baby's fine. Horrible night, by the way. We had two good nights in a row. Last night, up every hour. Nobody cares. That's what you're going to ask. I How's the little guy? I know Listen, you're Listen,
0: he and I have formed a bond, and uh, we will be friends for life. He loves your sweaty warmth. That, that's just a thing that I have that many people don't have, and I don't like to brag, but I am a bear. I am part bear. Uh, if you co- covered me in a little more hair, this mustache is a first step. You would be, I'd be an undistinguishable between a bear and a bear.
2: Like a perverted grizzly with that mustache. <laughs> a grizzly not near, not allowed near like
0: This mustache, I actually had my wife for the first time say she does not absolutely hate it at this point. So that's a step.
2: I enjoy how low your bar in life is sometimes.
0: Yep. It does. It's easy. It makes life a lot easier. You know what I did
2: today? I woke up. (laughs) Mission accomplished. I'm like, okay, it must be nice. Uh, No, kid is fine. Got a nice, I do have to say this right off the bat before I forget, heck of a care package from our buddies at Panini for the kid. Now I will say they sent 18 month onesies, that is gonna be like four year old stuff for my kid. Kid is tiny.
0: <laughs> He's a wheel guy. Very small. But that's how Charlie started out. She started out real small and she sprouted real fast.
2: So you never know. I don't know. want a giant like that. Come on, <laughs> dude. I don't know that in my
0: life. Do you remember that uh, basket or baseball card of yours from a child, from you being little a child? Literally, age seven. How, how big were you at, what was it, age seven? Yeah, age seven. Oh, how, God, little. I don't you know. were tiny. Correct. I can only imagine. We're little
2: people, the, you, the GSFE family.
0: Yep. Uh, well, it makes you great for some sports, baseball, uh, I guess. Or good baseball. My
2: grandfather had a tryout for the Red Sox when he got back from World War II.
0: Nobody G. cares about Grampy G, actually. Salvatore nice.
2: Paulino Giuseppe. I'll tell you right now. Was that a real
0: name? That's his name.
2: Really? Salvatore Paulino Giuseppe. Was he in the mob? That's why if, I tell you right now, if he <laughs> was alive, we would have stories. a massive podcast, <laughs> not this little niche freaking thing. No. We would be on top.
0: Yeah. He could go around to radio stations, start busting. Well, we're on a podcast internet, so he wouldn't go to a radio station, but he could make people listen. That's for sure.
2: Panini sent a heck of a care package. I'm going to be opening that box of plates and patches with Theo. I have a little spot where I just, I have a pillow, yeah. I make a little pillow it on the sorting table. He's in the office with me and yeah. I'm sorting and shipping, which I have to do today we're going to go live and open our first box because Panini sent one.
0: Wait, but is he going to be on camera or no? no. Oh, okay. Good. I don't care. I want him on camera. Does Hannah, Sam has always been. Uh, Hannah has no idea about this. Oh, okay.
2: I'll ask her. If it doesn't happen, you'll know why. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they sent me a box of plates and patches, a bunch of like t-shirts, swag for him. Oh, very cool. Uh, some packs of stuff. So yeah, I figured it'd be kind of fun, like his first opening. Wow, and then if we pull like a one-on-one like Brady, we just slam him down the pillow I'm like oh, I'm shaking. <laughs> Throw the kid shaking, baby. Don't syndrome.
0: do that's not funny. Don't do that. It. Don't shake it. Okay, I
2: do have an opening thing here. I know you have a some. I was Jesse told me before we started. He goes, I have a story, and you can't really interrupt. Which I was like, okay, no problem. Like take a minute or two. He's like, well, it's gonna take like five to ten minutes. You're, I literally, I didn't say this because oh you were already God. defeated. You you already told me you're having a rough day. No, no, no problem. I
0: didn't say a rough day.
2: It's Good news. I've been morning. back in the gym. I'm prepared to carry the full weight of you in the show. <laughs> Um, he's like, I need mean, about five to 10 minutes. I almost walked out of this freaking studio.
0: You have no idea what the story is oh, even about. I can only actually appreciate it, I think. I- if you can open your mind oh. for one second to something more than just
2: nonstop ADD talk. If we have a one on one poll, instead of oh just like God. spiking the baby, I spiked your head on the table. <laughs> Okay. That's uh, the aggression. I, He's I back, am, baby. Well, I can't hit the kid. I got to hit somebody. <laughs> Why would you even want to hit your child? I don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. This was a cool post. Every, every once in a while, I see a post. Big and I,
0: picture. You made a comment that I don't do the sounds enough when you're I here. I hate everything
2: about what you are <laughs> and what you've become and what you will ever be. Thank you. Uh, occasionally, I see a post or some sort of a, I guess a post is the right word, on social, and it. it sparks in me the thought of, hey, this is a segment idea. Oh, okay. And this one did. Brian Rice, friend of the show, since day one, he's helped us out with the newsletter, various other things. Sweet guy. Um, he put out this thing, and it was kind of interesting. I'm just going to read a little bit. I'm going to paraphrase some. He's wordy. He knows that. I think he knows that. I thought
0: he did. He cut this down
2: very oh, well. for Brian, yeah, this can, could have been nine pages. That guy can freaking write. That like, I, mean. I can talk. Uh, in the last 15 years, we've gotten to watch Three, Tom Brady, Peyton, Patrick Mahomes of the top five greatest quarterbacks and five of the top 10. When you consider Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, we've watched greatness. And instead of appreciating the rarity, there's it's created this culture in the hobby, basically of like, well, the who's next. We Mm -hmm. keep seeing the this guy's the greatest. It says this is resulting in card collectors paying thousands of dollars for rookie cards of QBs that won't even be top 10 in any given season, let alone top 10 all time. Uh, becoming an all-time great is rare, and it could be years until we see another quarterback do it. Uh, ba, ba, ba. He, okay, then he lists some names at the end. Ritter, Fields, Purdy, uh, Love, Bryce Young. The list goes on. Will never be elite. Even Justin Herbert, who has great tools, looks like Philip Rivers 2.0. And he did ask for thoughts. So I thought this was an interesting take. First of all, I I disagree with some of these little things, but it's not a big deal. Patrick Mahomes is not a top-five quarterback of all time yet. He probably will be. He's the most talented quarterback of all time. GOAT status like that requires a resume. But to his point, fine. He's definitely top 10. I also don't think Drew Brees is top 10 all time. But again, semantics, it doesn't matter. His point is over the last 25 years, because Peyton came in in 98, we have seen five of what some people could argue are the top 10 and two of the top three of all time. Okay. Which I would argue, Peyton and, and Tom. Why are we chasing the next guy? Here, here was the first thing that came to my mind, though. I'm gonna, and I'm going to play a little experiment game with you. I don't know what you just drank. Your face looks like you just kissed a skunk. I was drinking this uh, monster
0: on uh, Thursday's episode, and I left a little in there, and I just took a little sip, and it was not as good. Your eyes
2: are watering. What's wrong
0: with you? <laughs> They're fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. Ask the question.
2: Here is my, my initial thought to this was. Mm-hmm. This happens every 20 years, though. Every 20 years is the next greatest guy, no matter what. We, it's hmm. almost historic that we've seen this. So take out those five guys we just saw. I'll throw a few names to you that people probably would have argued were top 10 before that. You've heard of some of these. Joseph Montana. Yes. Obviously, you've heard Joe, of yeah, Joe, Yes, they call him. A lot of people still say Nickname. number two all time, two, three to me, whatever. Okay. John Elway. Sure. Of course, you've heard Elway. I think Elway is a top five I, quite frankly, I think you could argue Elway is three or four, but whatever. I would uh, Top five guy and still in the top 10.
0: Can I guess your next one?
2: Or you're you going you to guess it and you're going to be wrong, but I could see why you go ahead and say it. Dan Marino. Oh, correct. I thought you were going to say Troy Aikman. <laughs> Dan Marino. Most people still have top 10 all time. Uh, back then, especially, you take out these five. He's probably top five all time or right in the, the conversation. Yeah. Even a guy like taking out these five, Troy Aikman, coming off three Super Bowls. Not the elite passer these guys were, but it wasn't a passing league. That's just 80s and 90s, guys.
0: Yeah, okay. All those
2: guys were literally the generation before the Peyton, Brady, Breeze, uh, Rodgers. Yes. So I could have made the same case then. Hey, we're seeing this whole new crop of top 10s. Okay, so let's go back a generation before that. Obviously, I'm not nearly as familiar with 70s, call it, late 60s into the 70s. But just some of the all-time great quarterbacks from that generation who at the time, and I would argue still, Roger Staubach, a lot of people still say is top 10 all time. He's a 70s guy. Yep. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, at the time, winning four Super Bowls in a, je- in a decade, mm-hmm. top ten at least of that time. And even Fran Tarkenton. When Tarkenton retires, he was the all-time leader in every category under the sun. Oh, the other guy we forgot for the 90s was, was like Brett Favre.
0: I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but Fox Sports agrees with your top three. Of all time? Uh, for the 70s.
2: Who's, oh, who? Give me that list, actually. It interesting.
0: So the the three you just mentioned. So Fran uh, Staubach rog, was yep. one. Uh, Tarkenton was two. Bradshaw was three. Number four was uh, Ken Stabler. Yep. Uh, five was Bob Grease. Greasy. Yep. Uh, six was Burt Jones. Okay, now we're in.
2: Obscurity. Yeah. The guys on a sitcom.
0: Th- I don't that is recognize my any of these And then
2: if you're going to go even a generation before that, going back to the '60s, and again, I'm going to forget because '60s. But at the time, Unitas and Starr were the two most prolific, like those were the guys, almost like a Peyton and Brick. I guess my thing is when you break this down to, hey, we have all these established top 10 guys, why are guys chasing the next top 10 or the next five greatest quarterbacks of all time? I would say, well, maybe that's why. Because every 10, 20 years, we see this shuffle out anyways. Do I think Desmond Ritter is going to be a top I don't think anybody playing right now, aside from the people we've mentioned, is going to be top five. Statistically, none of them will be. But historically, somebody who has been drafted in the last five years or the next two or three years is probably going to be top 10. Every generation we see this. The fact that he
0: said the the issue that I had with the the overall article, I liked his take, except for the fact that you're already calling out that those ones that you mentioned at the end, Ritter fields, Purdy, love are not going to be elite are not. Well, he even says we'll never be elite. That's where I, I see Purdy play and it's like, wow. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like he could have that potential. And that's where all of this starts to, to fall apart for me is if you are into trying to find that next guy, that's the thing. You don't know who the next guy will be. And to your point, This is where you're seeing a shuffling where these the next greatest may be coming right now from this class or last year's class or somewhere around here. So to say that it won't be, that's where
2: I just kind of I don't know. I I don't know if I agree with that. That take. Yeah, because because even to build on that point, if you go through the names he mentioned that are already solidified, Tom Brady. The first year and a half of his career, nobody thought it was going to be a starter in the league. Never mind the greatest of all time. Sure, Peyton Manning, and that's a little different. Goes number one all time. Twenty—it's funny. Twenty-six touchdowns, twenty interceptions. I, that, I, I will never forget that stat. I don't know why. His rookie year, people saw potential for eliteness. Like this guy, he's making a ton of the rookie mistakes, but doing enough things right. We are like, man, when he gets it. So with Peyton, you could almost argue worth it at the time. Mm-hmm. With Brady, absolutely not. With yeah. Patrick, by the way. It was a year year removed from that as well. He didn't come in day one and was this unbelievable prolific starter. Drew Brees did not start day one. Rodgers sat on the bench for years. So the notion, now do I want to pick one of these guys specifically and say this guy will be the guy? No, because statistically it's a crazy long shot. But the one constant is some of these guys who are rising from obscurity are going to be Again, I'm not saying guy. one of these, but over the over the course of ten years, yeah. we've never gone a stretch where we don't see generational talent. We just haven't. Some of these longer shots than others, like I would never invest a dime in. Jo- I think Justin Fields could literally be cleaning this office with my parents in Aww. in five years. Like <laughs> I don't think he belongs in the NFL. I think he's terrible. Okay, but I've seen enough from Brock Purdy where I think you know what? Maybe it, even like last night was a great example. Mac Jones and Tua. Now people crap on Mac Jones. Look what he has done over the first two and a half years of his career. Mm -hmm. There's potential for him to be elite. My whole thing is. Two as well, by the way. He looked unbelievable. Can he stay healthy? I don't know. But there's potential. The fact
0: that maybe someone doesn't start out great. great. Justin Fields is from 2021, right? Mm -hmm. He is still so new that all of these guys, to say anybody will or won't be, is just such a closed-minded thought process if you aren't taking in the one of the key differentiators for a lot of these guys is are they progressing? Are they getting better? Maybe they started out bad and they are still not great, but are they better than what they were? I just think of Jordan love as far as like no one thought anything of him. And now the last couple of games, like he's up in the last three months, he's up a hundred percent as far as like his, his prism PSA 10 values go. It's crazy. Right. But it's not to say he is going to be the next guy. But he has definitely gotten better. There was a lot of commentating, uh, commentators last night as we were watching the game just making some similar comments as far as like how he has progressed from 2020 when he first started to now. That's where I think like if there's anybody who has hope, it's these guys who are slowly, if not surely, making strides to do better, to fight, like to lose those like newbie, those uh, mistakes that all newbies tend to make. Like to your point about was it, who'd you say? Was that Aikman who had those stats, 26, 28, or? Peyton. 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 yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing too, this list also leaves off the four most, in my mind, prominent young guys. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Now you look at those guys two years in, three years into the, their career, like Trevor Lawrence, if, if you told me in 20 years, hey, he's a top 10 guy all time. Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Yeah. Now, honestly, if you said that about any of those four, it's a, lo- a little bit of a longer shot with some, but look what Burrow's done us for a few years. Yeah. yeah. Herbert as well, statistically unbelievable. If he gets some postseason success, all of a sudden he's in that discussion. I just, that's why I like the thought of it, it, this is to a bigger point. Like, oh, you know, why would you ever invest in the young guys when you could just go get the solidified stars? That's the reason I think we've seen so many cycles. And I, by the way, I am not telling anybody go out and spend huge money on these guys, but I do think it at least sheds some logical light on this chase mentality with young guys of, Hey, I want the next guy, by the way, I think it extends to other sports. It takes a little bit longer and football has a huge advantage. Basketball has become such a soft game that the all time greats, we almost glorify and put higher than they would be in this generation.
0: Hmm, okay. That's interesting. Uh, Kobe's think, yeah. great.
2: Like Kobe's a top fringe, top 10 guy for most younger guys will tell you he's like the second best of all time. Cause they're young and stupid. Um, <laughs> And Kobe's a bad example. He played now anyways. Bill Russell, though. Like, you talk, talk about guys like Bill and Wilt. It's like, yeah, but they played in such tough generations. And, like, it was a different game. And yeah. Magic and Larry, it was physical. And you could punch a guy in the face and get a technical. Not even get suspended. We almost downgrade the level we see now. But even in the NBA, in a couple of years, like, especially on the path, like, Giannis and Joker are in that discussion of top 10 all time. Steph hmm. KD are already top 15 all time. LeBron, in my opinion, is number two all Even the NBA, though, it's like we're not that far removed from the last two guys. 96 was Kobe. 97 was Duncan, who are top 10 guys all time. 2003 was LeBron. After that, I mean, go KD was 2007, arguably a top 10, top 15. Curry, 2009. What else did we say? I was, gonna Giannis say. was 2013 and joker was 2015 it's not like it's every 30 years there's a top 13, 10 guy 15. yeah okay like we're seeing these guys in every sport because that's just kind of the, the generation we live and i think it's always been like that do you
0: think too like as we go i know you made the point of like you know in the old days you could it was a much more physical game but now we see that there are people
2: who are more skilled at certain positions depending on the sport football is a great hang on to that point right there, by the way, mm-hmm. that is the other advantage football has. Basketball is a more skilled game, but it's less of a team game. It's less appealing for the older generation to watch. So they're always going to knock these guys because they couldn't do what the other guys did. Yeah. In football, it's not that way. In football, when Aiken was throwing 20 touchdowns and 19 interceptions, it was unbelievable. Sure. Now a guy goes 40 and 12 and he's like eighth in MVP voting. The skill of the position and the progression of the sport in football is more apparent now than in any other sport, in my opinion. Well, and
0: that's where I think, like, these whole discussions of top 10, top 15, whatever you want to call it, I think you just start seeing some of these guys get knocked off. They were still great. There's Nothing has changed about how great they were. It's just that others have come in with a more dominant skill set in that position that bumps the guys that used to play out. Because they didn't have either the knowledge or, or the game's changed in a way that has affected new guys for the better.
2: Yeah, and a lot of it, too, has to do with greatness against your opponents. That's always, to me, that's always a major thing. St- because, like, United's had crap stats compared to today's people. Mm-hmm. But he was elite compared to everybody he was playing against. That means he was great. Yeah. Like, I, I equate that in my head was, if him and Bart Starr were that much better than everybody else at the time, plug them into this generation, same thing. Exactly. I think they would still be great now. It's not as if... Like Matthew Stafford has elite numbers all time. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is not an elite quarterback. Now, he wouldn't have been in the 90s and 80s. He wouldn't have been in the He's just not an elite talent. He's very good. His stats don't make him elite, though. Yeah. Even though the numbers are elite compared to, like, he's thrown for more yards than those guys we just mentioned ever will. Staubach's another example. A lot of people say one of the greatest pure passers of all time. His card value is crazy low compared to what we see now but Staubach was as good as anybody in his generation. He would still be that today. Yeah. So I do okay. think, but I just, something to keep in mind, we're doing these card things. Like why do guys chase gamblers mentality? First and foremost, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. If this guy goes crazy and goes on a, a Mahomes type run where he comes out of kind of obscurity and 20 X's. Yeah. Fantastic. And then, so that that's, to me is a huge component. And number two is we've also seen this before. Like there's never been a big stretch of, of time go by in any of the three big sports where we haven't seen a top ten talent. So well, I, and I don't think, think it's as crazy as people make us. I'm, I'm still not going out
0: investing in them, but pricing is quite as crazy as it was. You know, let's let's even take 2021 out, even 2022. I think you'd still see a lot of these prices be even higher than what they are currently. I think sure. there's still been you know the a uh, Brock Purdy prism PSA ten just sold today for 190. dollars That's even higher than it was, you know, a few days ago. I think it was selling for even 150 or something. But granted that that's still high, but Joe Burrow is still selling for 210. You know, like it's not like it's not out of this world crazy for these brand new guys uh pricing. It, it's high, but it's not that that's it's not that high. And besides, QBRs by the way, I don't know if anybody uh cares about this. I like to I like stats and as far as the top five QBR players for the first two weeks, Ooh. Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. you want to guess? You want you want to get in there? Is he one? He's number one. Oh, he's been killing it. Uh, Tua. Tua's in there. He's number three. Jalen. Nope. Kirk Cousins. He's number six, just out top outside. Joe Burrow, bottom three. <laughs> Joe Burrow is in the meaty bottom. No, he's number twenty-four. So.
2: Oh, crap. I should have paid more attention. Okay. Um, but, 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 Purdy.
0: Purdy's number two.
2: So give me the breakdown right now. We got, we got Dak, Dak, Purdy.
0: Purdy, Tua, number four, number five.
2: And I got six.
0: And you got six, which was Cousins.
2: Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>
0: is, he, is, he in the, is he in the mix? You, uh, you are very close with his former team. Oh, really? Jordan Love? Jordan Love's number four. And Jared Goff is number five in QBR. I'm just saying. You take that as you will. It is really interesting. I also like to just double check, like uh, completion percentage. Uh, if you're looking at that, the only one, if you look at the top five, there, the only one who is even close to falling into that top five is Kirk Cousins. He's number three in there, but Josh Allen falls in number one as far as completion percentages go. Uh, just some fun stats. There's your week two. Review along with the initial thoughts of Michael Giuseffi in the world of NFL hobby today.
2: Brock Purdy National treasures patch autos, by the way, down to about seven thousand bucks. That's a great example of a card that's crazy expensive. How many Montanas could I get for that? Sure. Again, that's why we're not comparing apples to apples, though. Montana has a rookie card, a base card that is a bunch in a print run. Mm-hmm. This is a card number to 99 that has become the, like the hallmark brand, seven, 8,000 bucks. Actually. I think that's something too. We don't take into consideration. Why would you spend this money on him? Well, cause if Montana had an NTRPA in, in 1981, it'd be worth 80,000. That's yeah. why. Yeah. So even that I'm like, there, there are levels to this as opposed to just people are spending more on a Tua than they are on some Dan Marino rookies Right. Context helps. Yeah, for me. sure. So, anyways, just just a point I had. I, I thought that was a cool point by Brian Rice. I agree with some of it, didn't agree with all of it, but I thought it was a very logical take I wanted to at least discuss.
0: And uh, for the people who may have gotten upset with Mike's take on Justin Fields, he who's, is. No one's upset about that. Number 31 he uh, on sucks. the out of 32 in the QBR. Dude. He's actually. <sighs> uh, Kenny Pickett, who's only played one game, his QBR is actually higher than Justin Fields. So. Take that as you will. He also has the second most interceptions so
2: far. He is brutal. I, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see the kid do well, but he just looks bad.
0: Zach Wilson has the number one most interception so
2: far. Which is, uh, he's been horrendous too.
0: Oh, you put MLB playoff standings. You want to talk about that before we just get su- into this look back thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just I don't even know what your look back thing is either. I'm, I'm, I, I like to be surprised. Yeah, I know um, Yeah, just super quick here. Obviously not far away from the play. We got another two weeks. For the playoffs? Yes,
0: I'll Google it. I have no idea sorry,
2: when. Couple interesting things to keep an eye on. I would like to know. I'd like you to Google this. Josh Jung. It's Jung, but Josh yeah. J U N G injury news. I want to know when he's coming back. There's a weird race going on now for a couple of these spots. October third. So he's back for the playoffs. Right now?
0: No, I'm sorry. That is the playoffs. That uh, oh, I apologize. So it's, yeah. Uh, two
2: two and a half weeks. Yep. Three weeks, two weeks. Mm. Yeah, two and a half weeks uh let me know when Josh Young's come back so Tampa has locked in they are making at least the the wild card they're nine games up I don't I don't know how close they are in the division they're in as after that you've got Toronto is 0.5 games behind the Rangers are break even they would be the third and the Mariners are a game back I I would love nothing more I just let me let me refer I've been stumbling over my words here I think there's a real interesting potential for some super high-end, talented young guys to actually make the playoffs, which would be awesome because at some point, one of them makes some waves. So Josh Young, depending on when he's back, if the Rangers make it.
0: It looks like he's kind of, so they're saying there's potential for both uh, him and for, uh, there's another member, uh, Garcia, to be activated as the Rangers prepare for their final homestand.
2: Amazing. So potentially Josh Young is back for the playoffs. Great sign for him. J-Rod may be making the playoffs. Again, they're a game out, but they've been hot at times. A little bit of a losing streak lately, but that would be amazing to see the Mariners make it. In the NL, same thing, Corbin Carroll. It looks like, as of right now, the Diamondbacks are in, which would be awesome to see. The Reds are only .5 games out of the wild card, at least. For Ellie, even a team like the Cubs with Matt Mervis, I think it could kind of be a cool team to see get in. I just think now is the time we're all caught up in the the ramping up of the NBA, and obviously the NFL is in full effect now already there's going to be some, some, I just think there's going to be some huge movement money-wise with some of these guys who makes the playoffs in baseball. And then baseball, you get, you know, one game, a play-in game, Jerry hits a walk-off, stuff's going to blow up, you know, or Josh Young comes back and has a big game or Corbin Carroll, Ellie, any of these guys. I just want to at least bring it to the attention because we're, we'll have to talk about it more as we get closer, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to start seeing some huge movement in, uh, in the baseball card market very soon.
0: About a couple baseball cards a couple days ago. Would you buy uh, some John Lieber picture are you related to him yeah he's um, through marriage my aunt uh, her niece on the other side of the family married him and he picked this me is up your over mother, his head
2: once your mother's sister
0: Uh, my <laughs> it is my mother's brother's wife's son, nephew-in-law there you go do you have his phone number <laughs> absolutely I do we hang out all the time we do, you his, so do you have his close. number no I do not uh, can we call it aunt we absolutely could get his number. I do not want to do that. Call me <laughs> No, thank you. Oh. I haven't talked to him in a little bit anyways. It'd be weird. Um, but uh, yeah, he his, his autos, someone's outbidding me. I don't know why. Him. Every time time he's yeah, Honestly, you. it could be him. Every time I bid on one of these cards, uh, it, it keeps going up. But anyways, uh, yeah, those were my cards. Okay, let's, oh, by the way, we just got this breaking news right before the show. The National has been picked for 2026. We are going to Atlantic. What? No, this just in. Hang on. We're going back to Chicago. Thank goodness. Who would have thought? Maybe I honestly do wonder if uh, there was every indication said we were going back to Atlantic City after the push, after the the cheap deals that they kept promoting for going to Atlantic City. And yet it, we're going to Chicago. That's great. You know What? No matter what, I'm going to contribute this to maybe the new management. Attribute it. Attribute it. Thank you. That uh, they, they listened. They listened to the hobby in general. The sellers may want to go there, but the hobbyists don't. I don't think even the sellers want to go The People are getting paid. So there's a new segment idea that I had. It was called a look back. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but it's so hard to find guys who are in the hobby now that were in the hobby years and years ago. And this is not uh, one of those where we have an interview because I I really want that. I want someone who's been in the hobby for a very long time and can speak on how they've seen things change over that period of time. But this is still like a look back on a hobby hero that got some recent press. So I'll tie that into why his name came up more recently. But after looking into him, I was like, you know what? This guy deserves some credit for what the hobby is today and why a lot of us are here. So this is just a moment of a look back for Jefferson Burdick.
2: They're going to say Hensley.
3: (laughs)
0: Jefferson Hensley, the cowboy man himself. Buffalo man. Um, Jefferson Burdick is the man who came up with the American card catalog. It's kind of like the Beckett magazine before there was the Beckett magazine. Uh, So he's also the one who came up with the card classifications. You know how we think of like the T206. Oh, yeah. Uh, that card, the the many other cards that start with like a letter, the numbering, that was him. He kind of came up with that. In fact, this, uh, there's a Wikipedia page that breaks down what all those mean. The T stood for like was short for tobacco, but there Mm -hmm. was also cards that came from gum and, uh, from publications, from food, ice cream, all this stuff. They have all these different letters. There's different numbering systems, cracker jacks, all that kind of thing. Uh, it's really interesting how he broke all these things down. The the story with Jefferson Burdick goes like this: so he was an American electrician, collector of many different things, um, but he is best known for his collecting, trading, uh, and basketball cards. Uh, his collecting of trading and basketball cards in the American Card Catalog, otherwise known as the AAC, he started out not the ACC. A, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I know
2: I'm not supposed to interrupt for 10 minutes. <laughs> I but. didn't
0: say, you know, I said not shh, you could interrupt. That's the story. Um, he, Burdick, is, is he alive? Often considered, nope. Okay. He was born in 1900. He Would you died, know he's dead, though? He died in 1963, which that will tie into the story. Uh, but Burdick is often considered the greatest card collector in history and has been called the father of card collecting. Early life, He was born in New York in 1900. Grew up on a farm. He went on to uh, start, you know, collecting little things. He had cigarette uh, bands, posters, postcards, all these kinds of things. He went on to work uh, in a, a few different jobs. He would later develop arthritis in his 30s, so his he was very limited in some of the things he could do. So Burdick became interested in collecting in 1933. He began to amass large collection of cards, stamps, things like that. Beginning in 1937, he published a card collector's bulletin. So this is interesting because this is more of a, we would compare this again, something close to the Beckett magazine, uh, but it wasn't quite to to that AA or ACC level at that time. So he says he would actually take his cards, 306,000 of them is what he had collected, and he glued them into 394 albums, even though he told everyone else, "Don't glue your cards; keep them to your, uh, you know, keep them in little cornered uh, collectors so they keep them safe. So you can actually flip them over." Uh, people said that he would do this just because he wanted his collection to be preserved over time. By 1940, Burdick was living as a lodger in Syracuse. He was very poor. He was only making a thousand dollars a year as an assembler in some factory. Despite his meager wages, he continued to spend the majority of his earnings on publishing his bulletins and growing his collection. Burdick donated his entire collection to the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, in 1947, writing that in 1948, he stated his belief that it should be a national collection belonging to everyone. That year, he created a guide To the collection with art historian Hyatt Mayer that explains The background and organization of the collection He retired In 1959 due to his Disability and unfortunately Shortly after passed away In 2018 Burdick was posthumously Awarded the Henry Chadwick Award by the Society of American Baseball Research Otherwise known as Sabre Sabre also created the I've been good. Shut your mouth. I've been good. Sabre also uh, created the Jefferson Burdick Award for contributions to the hobby. Uh, It finishes with saying Burdick's collection is the second largest public collection of baseball cards, second only to that of the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. A small part of the collection is on display at the museum on the first floor of the American Wing. Burdick's donation to the museum included over 300,000 items, Uh, including not just cards, but other collectible items as well. The Burdick system is still widely used today by collectors and dealers of baseball memorabilia. The famed T-206 baseball card set received its popularized name from the set's designation in his AAC magazine. Many other baseball card sets are popularly known by their ACC designation. That... All ties into the story that came out. I saw this multiple places. It was actually kind of cool. So he has a gravestone uh, somewhere. I think in, I believe in like Syracuse or something like that. The gentleman by the name of, oh man, I keep forgetting his name. I wrote it down. Uh, he's for part of Sports Cars Nation. John Newman. John Newman. Uh, he's a collector in the hobby. He's got social media. He's got YouTube and all that stuff. But he found the grave, went out there, I guess maybe a couple of days ago. Stole a week the ago, headstone. <laughs> went out there, found this guy's headstone. The headstone was covered in moss. You couldn't see, you couldn't really make out any of it. He cleaned it up. It looks brand new in the pictures, but there is a quote on the headstone that says, one of the greatest card collectors of all times. It is now cleaned up. And uh Mr. Newman says he plans on going out there once a month just to make sure it's clean and that people can go out and appreciate it. That is Jefferson Burdick, Hobby Hero. There you go. Sure. Thank fair. you, Mike. I stayed pretty quiet. I appreciated it. It was just, a, you know what? We are part of something that is much larger than ourselves, and it's nice to know where that started. And that he is a man who was a
2: big part of that. You dedicate your time to this hobby, and you will find yourself in a field forgotten and covered by moss. That's what I took out of that story. Uh, <laughs> Poor bird. Am I a good person? No. Ow, is, are his kids alive? That's a good the question. family tree look like. If he I don't was know. so, let's go with this. He was born in 1900. Mm-hmm. Let's say he had a kid at 30, like I did. Although back sure. then they were starting younger. Yeah. Born in 1930, mm. this guy could have an 83 year old kid. <laughs> Is that right. Uh, he was born. In you're making a lot. 93 of year sense. old. 93. Can you get a number?
0: You know what? I'll, I'm going to start looking for a number for his great grandchildren.
2: With that, great grand. Okay, yeah, actually, let's be. put this in perspective. Your grandfather was born in 1922. Sure. He died like what? Three years ago. He was 90. More than that. He died before COVID. Okay. And you are. Well, Charlie is a What's great happening? grandchild. Shut up. You wanted to play the game now? I'm doing the family tree. Shut your mouth. You gave you 10 minutes to ramble he was with some great, old dead guy. Yeah,
0: he was a great grand uh, she was a great grandchild of his, so
2: So, so his yeah. could be 15, 20 years old. Yeah, so I think that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a if you're if you're a descendant of Jefferson Burdick, we're looking for a great-grandchild. I want to know if the hobby continued. That would be actually kind of cool. See, you know what? This is you what I got to, to the, a good point.
0: You got, I didn't know where I it was bring going. To the table. I really appreciated it. Uh, I say we dig him up. New releases. <laughs>
2: Burdick DNA reports
0: You could have ended on a high note, and that's okay. New releases. <laughs> sure. We have a big week this week. Hang on a sec here. This what? is actually
2: a serious thing. I know Carlos is pretending to be sick over here.
0: Oh, yeah. And Carlos, I wasn't
2: here Thursday.
0: Yeah, he's sick. He's got the COVID.
2: Uh don't say that word on here, please. Oh, yeah.
0: The Carlos. C19.
2: I'm curious if you had time to prepare a Carlos's complaints. <laughs> give you an extra four days here. He
3: hates COVID. <laughs> so I wasn't. I actually al- almost chimed in earlier, but I didn't want to cough in the microphone. Uh, it's okay, we we'll allow it. Yeah, we encourage it. Because actually that was like what you're... The the first thing you guys talked about with like quarterbacks, like new quarterbacks that are just have le- such a small percent chance of actually being good, being so expensive, makes no sense as someone who's on the outside looking in. Like it's wild. And I understand uh, you're... Your last point, I thought, was kind of answering my question of like, I guess there's context of like the kind of cards because to me, as someone who's unaware of like the different kinds of cards, looking at um, <clears throat> excuse me, looking at uh, like Trey Lance cards going for Ugh. ridiculous amounts of money, and then like looking at the prices of like Joe Montana cards, it doesn't make any sense. Like,
2: like your Florida boys, by the way, Tua outselling Montana. Yeah, like the twenty most expensive cards between the two, I guarantee you, are all is I mean, that's maybe insane. like the Montana, but yeah, that that's kind of the what. That's fair. And like I said, I, I'm not even justifying the cause. I think it's insane, but I do think there's at least some rationale.
0: Thank you for your concern,
3: Carlos. To, to me,
0: He's it's about done. the percentage.
3: The percentage, the percentage chance, like, sure, there's a possibility that it's good, but like, what's the percent chance that like Brock Purdy is the best quarterback of all time? Like, sure, yeah, like, it's like sure, it could happen, but like.
2: Or, is he going be to like, be better than? Is he going to be better than Jeff Garcia? That's the real question. Can Purdy <laughs> pass Garcia? Is he better than Jerry Garcia? Think about that. Cherry Garcia. That's
0: is that not that's the same?
2: A, that's a dad pod <laughs> con- conversation right there.
0: TBD. Uh, new releases, big okay. week. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, let's start with football. Twenty twenty two, Panini Flawless Football comes out. I have last year's pricing as well, just because I figured you'd want a comparison.
2: It's gotta be expensive. I mean, wow. crazy. This is to me is the ultimate gambler product every year. Sure. You absolutely. can find a way to I think Eddie, we got a full case, so two briefcases. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna do Oh, don't I don't he might be doing like random player or something. There's no cheap way to do anything with it, but he's gonna break one full case of it, either on SCN Breaks Facebook page or we'll have it. This is one of those two we might actually post it both places there and on Card Shop Live mm-hmm. just to kind of get the eyes on both. It's as high-end as it gets. It's as high-risk and as brutal, no-reward as it gets as well. I would be curious about... The price? price. <laughs> Put your phone down. Oh, sorry. Former, <laughs> former co-host of this when I was on a,
0: uh,
2: uh, on a hiatus once. Your friend, my friend Tyler. oh, Your acquaintance Tyler, my friend Tyler. Very general question. What makes a card valuable? I want a Rock Purdy card. There are cards that are $29 and cards that are $2,900.
0: Always do the more expensive one. That's how you know it's well, valuable. Bank.
2: You can do buy buy the two thousand one hundred. Cheapskate.
0: Um, call Tyler. Actually, we were just talking. You invited us to a baseball game. Did you get that invite, Mike? Oh,
2: no, I really want <laughs> you to get Call, that call Tyler right now.
0: <laughs> you have his number. What's it like having a newborn sucker? Let me send it yeah, to you. Yeah, feels good, doesn't it? Um, I will tell you that flawless this year is currently seven thousand dollars cheaper than last what last year's product. How much was is last for? year's? 25 24,000. So this and is this 17. Year,
2: seventeen.
0: Yep. As it should for be. Two, for two for two cases, granted. Yeah, for for yes, so it's just a master so are clear. a
2: master case which contains two singular briefcases. Um that makes sense. Last year was 2021 flawless. Again, this is but tw- 2021
0: this is a, would still have like Trevor Lawrence there. That's what I mean. I'm and, surprised
2: it's only that. Yeah. much less. I, I thought well, it would have been closer to half.
0: I guess with the Zach Wilson uh Justin Field, and uh
2: yeah. Well you still got you still have Trevor though. Mac Jones. Yeah. And Mac Jones. Yeah. But Purdy's gonna sell really well and he doesn't have many RPAs. Ritter's obviously gonna sell well. You got some skill position guys too. Take it or leave it though. It's yeah. a super high risk, high reward, but more risk than anything. So eh.
0: It'll be cool to see what cards come out of it it's for an sure. Awesome
2: but. one to watch, no question. Right. I actually don't ever buy the only time I ever mess with it is when Brady's heavy on a checklist and I'll I'll buy PYTs. Oh, I spent okay. probably not last year, the year before. Like it was his last year with New England stuff, mm-hmm. although we'll have it again. I think I probably spent $2,500 in Brady, uh, uh, in Patriots PYTs. I just oh, bought wow. them all over the place. I didn't get any autos, but I got a couple of like the diamonds and the emeralds. Oh, okay. I probably got back 30%. Like I, I got crushed overall, but I got some decent cards.
0: Um, uh, well, before I go into the next products, I will say I am curious. What is your guess for 2020, Flawless?
2: 35. 40,000. Yeah. Also yeah. becomes a scarcity issue then, too, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. 2020 20. flawless, by the way. Eddie pulled the one of one Shield Burrow booklet at perfect time, sold it on Golden. We talked about it on the show. Oh, For I remember that. And, oh, man. 120,000? Most expensive a, card either one of us have pulled. That's
0: insane. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, 2023 Panini Mosaic Football comes out this week as well on Wednesday. I like Mosaic. So, this is going a little bit cheaper than what last year's is currently Ooh, going for. So, th- just a little. 300? Oh, you are way, way low.
2: up. Is it way high? It, oh, yeah. Mostly, I'm sorry, 500.
0: So, closer. So, this is 450. Last year's is going, 2022 is going for 480 currently. Um, obviously, you're not going to have your Bryce Youngs, your CJ Stroud, Will Levis, but you will still at least have Anthony well, Richardson in there. You'll have, uh, was it Bijan?
2: Robinson. here's the difference though with this product compared to others last week we had plates and patches come out cool product but you're not getting autos of the big quarterbacks aside from uh, anthony richardson which we pulled i pulled happy john one when i ripped personals the other night oh nice um uh, however mosaic is a, is like prism you're chasing silvers and color you will have those for bryce young cj stroud everybody else uh i actually think mosaic is a, is a solid buy Oh, really? Yeah, because, again, you're not just chasing autos. I want the color of those guys so it doesn't hurt that product as much that they don't have autos. So I think Mosaic is going to be one of the better products of the year for football for that very reason. Mosaic, Optic, and Prism I think will do very, very well for that reason. I was
0: just looking to see. I I made a post last night on Instagram for our stories just seeing who, what guys were thinking were the best buys this year. Um, I'm trying to think of for 2023 product. The only one that I think came up that anyone said they were wanting to buy is that uh, Puka Nakua guy. Um, yeah, he was. Who did he go to? The Rams, I believe. He played really well in the the Rams game yesterday. But yeah, I th- I can't think of anybody else that but would BJ be John Robinson's
2: product. a stud. Yes,
0: I yeah, mean- of course. I'm just thinking of like who of because we had I don't know probably close to hundred responses here as far as like who guys are buying. And I was just thinking if there's anyone from this year's product. Other than him.
2: Not to mention Anthony Richardson before the concussion at least looked really, really good. Stroud had some flashes where he looked pretty good as well. Mm -hmm. We'll get to see Bryce Young again tonight. Maybe he does something. But even if they stink the first few weeks, there's enough hype there to to help carry a product this year. But I do. I think products that are heavier on variations, SPs, the color chase like a mosaic will do well compared to the majority of 23 products. Yeah, you got that stained glass in there. I always Mm like that too.
0: Okay. Um, All right. So there's your mosaic. We also have… Uh, let's see. Oh, this is, we're going into baseball. Before we go to baseball, let's go to the
2: lighter baseball. 2022 Leaf Trinity baseball box. I love Leaf. Yeah. Leaf oh. Trinity to me is awesome. It has, it, it's a poor man's flawless. They're not game used. They're not game worn or anything like that, but ridiculous patch autos. What's interesting about this year's too is, and I'm not sure how Leaf does it. But they have Ichiro, Frank Thomas, and Acuna are the three big vets in the product. But then you've also got Anthony Volpe, Drew Jones. I believe Jackson Holiday is on the checklist. Um, Wander you hear- in there. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I'm actually curious if I can just find. I'm
0: trying to find pricing on this product. Actually, I th- something said 180, but everything is either showing. I'm guessing it's going to be close available. to 150, huh? I wonder why it's all showing non-available. Uh, I'll keep looking for it, but yeah.
2: Yeah, so Jackson Holiday for sure is on this. Anthony Volpe has a... Oh, Ricky Henderson has autos, Don Mattingly. That's weird. Donner Henderson's in this.
0: David Adams, Blowout, and Steel City all are saying that this is currently not available.
2: Well, they're released on I guess Wednesday, like the, so.
0: Well, they're, but they have pre-sale for them. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe the pre-sale sold out. That's all I can think of.
2: I think this is a good product every year. So, I like it. Looks it. like um, it
0: was going for about 170 a box.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a buy on this every year. I think it's awesome. Rip his personals, get into cheap breaks, numbered breaks, whatever you want to do. But I actually like Leaf Trinity for what it is.
0: Uh, I'm excited for this last one. 2023 tops Allen and Ginter is finally coming out.
2: We're not in it. I don't care. Adam <laughs> Lefko's in it
0: this year. Adam Lefko's in there. You know who else is in this? Oh, it's an old guy. Robert Kraft. Well, there's going to be actually, it's kind of hard because there's a lot of people in this product. Um, AC Betts is in this product. A really? Messenger, yeah. Oh, nice. a, she's got autographs in here. I told her I want one. She said she's going to get me one. So, um, but you know, is who, Michelle in it. Uh, I don't know if there's a Michelle. Oh, actually, yes, she is. Michelle Gill. She's in there. Is that our girl? I think that's her. Uh, unless the, there's two Michelles out there. You get the AC auto. I want the Michelle auto. That's fair. Um, okay. But I would also, Carry I wouldn't mind also the Michael Rubin auto because he's in there as well. <laughs> Mike Mahan and Michael Rubin are both in this product. So, kind of a cool thing if you're into. Tops back office <laughs> fanatics. People. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fanatics people. But other than that, I guess there are some real famous people and I guess some sports players in there too. What's really kind of cool about this is they have CJ Stroud, Bryce young and, uh, will Levis all in here for autos. But since it's, I guess, technically not a football product, they can do that. They, I'm assuming they won't be in jerseys. Um.
2: Yeah, because they do like the, do like a, them in a regular polo shirt or something. I bet. Yeah, exactly. It's cool though. I mean, yeah, for the value, it's not. It's a cheap product. It's funny too. There are guys who will buy this by the case and just rip it because they love chasing the sets and the different stuff. So I I have no like, complaint uh, for that reason. I have no I have no issues with it. It's not for me, but I like, yeah, it's cool.
0: Good. Yeah, and I mean it's not expensive. One hundred twenty bucks a box. That's not crazy. Um,
2: the, I get, and I guarantee you can get it for hundred bucks for most breakers.
0: Well, there's some really cool stuff besides just like the other you know. All, all your your baseball players that you want to see are in there and then you've got all these non famous semi famous b listers all the way up to a listers uh but you also have some really cool like historic cards um andy Warhol is in the, he's got like a cut signatures so andy warhol duke Ellington dwight eisenhower chadwick bozeman a k a uh the
2: Black Panther.
0: Black Panther? Right? Yeah, I couldn't think of the Black Panther's name. Uh you got Harry Houdini, Mr. Rogers is in here, Mark Twain, is Mr. Marlon Rogers, Brando, a, John F. Alive? Kennedy? No, uh, Mr. Rogers died. Okay. Yeah. Paul McCartney, Rosa Parks, for goodness sakes. Is yeah. She alive? there's all kind uh, yeah, I th- believe so. Um there's all kinds of uh, signatures in this product. It just makes it fun for everybody, I think. That's
2: what's really cool about it. That's why I like. Selling. Hey, let me add this little point real quick. I sure. just saw this pop up in my feed. They released the ballot breakdown of the National. Oh, they 333 did? 333 votes. Atlanta, number three with 52. Oh, Rosa no, but- Parks
0: died, by the way. I feel bad. I, I
2: was wondering. I was going to say. She 2005. Moved. Okay. I kind of thought that. Okay. But, um, Atlanta, 52. Atlantic City, 111. Chicago, 170. So we call a runaway. Huh? Wait, what was Atlantic City? One eleven to one seventy.
0: Really? I would have guessed. Well, the voices who were saying Atlantic City were, I guess, a little louder because it seemed like that was where it was going. Ah, uh, that's
2: awesome. That's I think good. Atlanta would actually be a great site for it, but I don't think they'll ever move down to the south. People, I, I think it's an East Coast thing. Nashville. Or North. It's even. Oh. It's not that far south. Nashville would be much better, but they'll never do it here. Don't you dare say that.
0: Um. All right. So there's your new releases. There's your other update. I think we're on to mailbag. Okay. Mailbag time. We haven't done one of these in so long. I'm so unfamiliar with how to get to my mailbag folder.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? to find coupons and start an instant online estimate visit jiffy
3: spring is here and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with uber eats what do we mean by almost well you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered a cabana that's a no but a banana that's a yes a nice tan sorry nope but a box fan happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by Regency app for details.
2: Oh, uh, let's see. Mailbag. Good for good for time. Yep.
0: Our first question comes from Cole Benz, longtime listener. Does every card in a product's checklist have every parallel in building a rainbow? How do I know if you're waiting for a card this mi- that might not exist?
2: Well, he's building a David Wright rainbow, I believe, out of finest, maybe? That's a good question. I don't know. I would say you could probably check, like, cardboard connection for the checklist. That's what I was going to say. Just check the checklist, Because not always. They don't always all have the the same, depending on the set. But in general, they do. Like, a product like Finest, I would think everything. Like, a Finest has a base card, the gold, red, orange, all the way down, I would think.
0: I didn't realize there were, like, updated checklists when they put out a checklist. Because um, when I was looking over the Alan Ginter, like, who all was in it, they did say that originally they were saying there were full-size autographs from Kevin Hart and Robert De Niro in it. But then there was an updated checklist that came out where they were then removed. So I guess that would also be one of those weird things where they may be in one and not another. So, um, all right. Eric Fourth just wants more UFC talk. No. Right. Well, there you go. I mean.
2: I don't like violence, so no.
0: <laughs> uh, we tried. No. Next, Shane Brooks. Do's and don'ts when submitting cards for grading i.e. wiping cards down, uh, what sleeves are appropriate, proper
2: packaging. Yeah, do wipe your surface off for sure. Wipe mm-hmm. off the fingerprints, lint, you know, whatever you can do. Yep. Uh, in terms of shipping, like packaging-wise and storage, penny sleeve and then a one-touch. I mean, penny Not sleeve a and a… Um, Top loader? No. Uh, no? Card saver. Oh. Yeah, those are the preferred. Uh, okay. It's also easy to get those in without ding a corner or anything like that. So those are the preferred shipping. And then ship it however you want. Like, I don't, you know, I... I or take is, the
0: guesswork out of it and send it to a bulk subber. Well, that's true, yeah. Go to SGC,
2: just send it to Grand Slam Collectibles. But yeah, if you're sending yourself, just make sure you ship it in a way that... Expect the worst. Like, I'm going to package this in a way where if it gets dropped off the truck 10 times, it's going to be okay. Uh, I, I, just be careful with your stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, but if anybody in, is interested, our bulk subbing people are on the website. Uh, Grand Slam Collectibles. Go to sportscardsnonsense.com. You can get a link to all of their stuff. James, Mar- oh, I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson's next. Do you think current basketball hobby boxes are priced too high or are singles undervalued? Prices seem exponentially
2: out of whack right now. Yeah, I think wax is too high in basketball right now. There's just no demand there right now. And the rookie classes, at least in the hobby, just don't have the demand that past years have had. So I think they are too high, yes.
0: Uh, James Martin, uh, this is a little bit longer. He says, guys, as someone who breaks as well, can we get tops to spread the hits in cases having 16 to 24 autos in a case and three of them being the same is tough as you want to spread out the hits. If at all possible, uh, same with numbered cards.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it stinks that some guy hits three times. Although if the guy you hit three times is Corbin Carroll, you know, so I don't know. It's it's, it almost goes to the bigger point too of like, Hey, we're seeing these loaded, like hot cases lately. Like some cases will go out. It happened with Bowman Chrome. They had like five of the super short print Babe Ruth cards. I, I, I'm i actually okay with that. I think it's kind of fun. Like there's like a, kind of an, uh, a different chase than just what auto I might pull. Maybe we'll get a hot case. Or like with Finest, we had the gold cases um, or boxes at least. I, I don't have any problem with it, honestly. Uh, let's see. Mike Thompson
0: says, I have a lower end Mahomes rookie card, but unsure if it'd be good grade. Do it anyway. He says, should I do it anyways so it's protected? Uh, what to do with a good card but potentially shaky grade?
2: Yeah, if it's PC, I would grade it anyways. Um, just for per, I guess I don't know. If you also just like the look of it, put in a one touch. Like, okay, like if I have a card I know is not going to grade well, but it's a PC card and I want to display it. I will put in a clean, like a brand new one touch, and I'm happy with it.
0: I'm different like on that because like, if it's vintage, I would want to grade even if it's like lower grade.
2: I don't well, know. if it's vintage, that's different. Mahomes rookie. Though, but, yeah, just like, Mahomes hey, for uh, Mahomes. Yeah, I would go wrong either way. Um, it's it's going to be easier to sell. If you're ever going to try to sell it, grade it. Even if it's a bad grade. Otherwise, someone's gonna get, going to get a rock card that has damage on it and they're going to get returned anyways. So if you're ever going to try to sell it, then grade it. If not, just display it how you want.
0: I mean, if you're going to grade it, grade it SGC. Honestly, you should. If you're going to do something like that, do it cheap and do it fast. Get it back to you. That's all there is. Um, Let's do uh, Christopher Shoemaker. Who do you think has more, more of a firm grasp on card values in the last two weeks, Mike or Jesse? Just trying to get Sports Boy a small win here while Mike is distracted. Great job, Chris. I really do appreciate that. Mike, do you have any comment on that? No. Welcome back, Mike. It's so good to have you, Johnny. What Mike made a comment last Monday about Topps Chrome being the go-to product in baseball. When this comes for football, do do we think this will lower prices like in baseball on hobby boxes? I don't know what he means by that. When this comes for, I think he means when it comes to football. Do we think this will lower prices like in? That doesn't make sense. In
2: other words, will Topps Chrome come out? And because it's such a base heavy and not a huge hit chasing product, it will be cheaper in football. Maybe that's what Maybe? he means. Yeah, because that's what it is in baseball. I would love to see that. Yeah, but I, I wonder because like Prism is that exactly, and the football, the football and basketball market and wax are just so out of whack. Anyways, I don't understand it, but I would hope so. I, I know it or no way to know, but I would hope that would be the case.
0: Do you think they're that out of whack though? Because I would think. In a lot of cases, a football singles are going for a little bit more than baseball singles, I think too, because What's there's your just,
2: evidence of that though
0: I mean, I was just looking up pricing beforehand on some players that I thought would be higher valued for like a rookie guard. the the thing the theory I have is because there's one there's more players in baseball than there would be in in the other two sports, but there would also be more. Variations of some of those rookie cards in a lot of cases, especially for newer players like Otani, and yeah, I started looking at Otani's rookie card. It's like there's so many options out there. Versus when we talk about a rookie card for a prism or or for football, it's typically you think of like the prism card is their rookie, and then there's there's a silver, yeah, but there's a hundred variations of it.
2: You you have a go to. Yes, but But I mean rookies in every product.
0: But I mean for. What would you say would be the rookie card for baseball?
2: The fir- their fir- their Bowman first or their first Topps Chrome RC.
0: Or their, fir- or their first top. So it's one or well, the other. Well, it's different though.
2: years, though. Your prospect is a different year.
0: I know, but that's the thing. It's like, well, which one is the one that I want? But
2: you're making a different argument. In baseball, do I think they're...
0: they're- well, I'm saying, I'm saying that because now you're seeing spry- uh, pricing get spread out between multiple cards versus... Oh, people know what the card is in, say, football. So there's going to be a higher price because more people are going after that singular card versus the same amount of people going for two different cards for baseball. You know what I mean?
2: I do. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree, but I guess I know what you mean. I just think it's out of whack. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Prism rookies are what's interesting in a Prism football rookie and a top scrum baseball rookie?
0: Yeah, I guess other than the fact that there's not really another one that they would go after Mosaic Optic. Yes, but I mean, like that they're they're still going to chase those, but they're not going to chase it as the rookie, as you just said. They might be going after Bowman versus the Topps Chrome.
2: But that's not. I get what you're saying. You just that's not correct. You're not gonna if you're going after a rookie of, of somebody, it's a rookie card. If you're going after their first Bowman, it's a different year entirely. Totally different thing. Okay. Yeah. So like if I want to go after a rookie of Adley Rushman, one of the number one rookies this year. Sure. It's 2023 rookie Adley Rushman stuff.
0: But there is no other designation for a rookie I see. in football. There's no prospecting Exactly. In I see what you're saying.
2: Maybe. I just feel like it's such a weird... Eh, you know, you, you may be right. I don't know.
0: Wow. I, I went from you understand, but don't agree to, I may be right. I feel pretty good about that.
2: The thing is you, every time you talk, I just think <laughs> less of you. It's just a weird,
0: it's a, it's, maybe it's a me oh, problem. Maybe it's a Man, it's good to have you back. It feels sure. good. Uh, Andrew Donnelly, early thoughts on Bowman Chrome, Too top heavy
2: with only a few decent players? I think it's kind of what we thought it was. There's, But there's five to 10 very good players. There's two or three super high selling players. It's kind of how it is every year. A lot of projects, a lot of young international talent you got to wait on. The quality seems pretty solid, which is a good thing. And the autos seem to be uh, pretty spread out from what I've seen. So I I think it's about what most most prospecting guys thought it would be.
0: Uh, Jason Schoenbacher, he says, best way to store a newly completed set. As a kid, I used binders and pages, but I'm debating on penny sleeves and card boxes. Sure. I'd say penny sleeve, top loader, card box. I
2: yeah, mean, I, yeah I, I, no wrong way, right? What, what's easier for you to display? I actually have no problem with albums still if it's a cheap set.
0: Yeah, a cheap set. It
2: depends. Like my autograph set, I have an all the, and even though some of them are $10 autos from that 2001 set, Mm -hmm. I have all in one touches. I just think it looks cool.
0: My only thing with albums is like, I I kept my album in like a safe place, but I didn't take into account the years of like humidity and stuff where it's just, there's just that slight little curve. That's interesting because
2: as a sweaty man, I would think humidity (laughs) would be at the top of your list of things to consider.
0: You know, I don't consider myself a moist man. I would say my pits are moist, but the rest of me is pretty dry most of the time. uh any Squares other cars more sense. Sense. <laughs> two more questions we'll get out of here uh michael howard with fanatics taking over and owning it all will football drop to around baseball level prices no or with baseball will baseball go up and or nothing will happen
2: it'll come down some i think because you'll see more affordable base heavy skews as opposed to just the plates and patches um Dynasty is not a good example. It doesn't exist in football. Immaculate, Mm -hmm. encased. Those are all just super RPA chase level products. I think you'll start to see more base level, more entry level stuff. And baseball going up, I mean, we haven't seen it yet, and it's been almost a full season of that now. So I don't think baseball is going to go up anymore unless the rookie class or something determines that it should do that. But I do think we'll see football come down some.
0: I would also, I mean, we keep talking about it like they're going to take on all these different – Names for Tops products, but they may be keeping some of these products from Panini if they get their way and are able to buy out some of that. Like there was That's rumors about. Yep. So uh last, actually, no more questions. That was the last thing I did just want to throw out there. I did put up a box of Lorcana. It's not a it's not a booster box. Excuse me. It's a starter pack. I'm just doing a giveaway on Instagram. If you guys want to go out there and check it out, Um I'm going to give away some other actual sport card stuff coming up, too. I just want to, this is nothing like it's not go do anything with a sponsor or anything like that. It's just like, follow, subscribe if you're not already subscribed on like Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, all that good stuff. We are in a contract year as usual, so we just want to make ourselves look great. But also, uh, yeah, it just helps us. So do that, and we'll be happy with you, and we'll give you things.
2: There you go. We'll be back on Thursday. Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ring Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. See you in a couple days. Goodbye. Bye.